ever sipped a cool, crisp IPA with a view of beautiful Mount Hood? Or savored a unique sour as the sun sets over the Columbia Gorge horizon? If not, you're in for a treat. Welcome to the latest adventure with Jaunty Everywhere, where we're about to embark on a flavor-filled journey through the craft beer scene around Hood River, Oregon. In this episode, we're stopping by all the best breweries around Hood River, from the super local spots to the award-winning breweries that have put this region on the craft beer map. But we're not here for just the beer. We're also taking you to the most picturesque locations where you can sip and eat with an unforgettable view. And if you travel with kids, don't tune out. Today's craft brew tap rooms are almost always family friendly. So whether you're a craft beer aficionado or just someone looking for a great day out in the Pacific Northwest, join us as we hop, pun totally intended, from one brewery to the next. Welcome to Pacific Northwest Travel with Jaunty Everywhere. I'm your host, Sherry, and I'm here to help you plan your perfect Pacific Northwest vacation. Each week, we'll be highlighting a different destination in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Northern California, or British Columbia to give you the inside scoop on the best places to go, things to see, and adventures to be had. Join us as we set off on a journey through the best destinations in the Pacific Northwest. But first, I'll start the show with a place that's worth a stop. I've got a unique off-the-beaten-path gym for you today. Imagine a place where history, art, and wine come together in a setting unlike any you've seen before. Sound interesting? Welcome to the Sunshine Mill Artisan Plaza. About 30 minutes east of Hood River in the Dalles, now don't let your GPS steer you wrong, it's not pronounced the Dallas, it's called the Dalles. And in the Dalles is the Sunshine Mill. This one-of-a-kind spot is a real testament to the magic of transformation. Sunshine Mill was once a thriving wheat mill and a producer of Cheez-It crackers. Its iconic silos are a landmark in the area. In that sense, it's not really hidden since it's huge and you can see it from the freeway. The hidden part is what's inside. As you walk in, you'll feel like you've stepped into another era. The original milling equipment is still there. It's now serving as a unique backdrop for wine tastings. The magic doesn't stop there. It also offers plenty of spaces to unwind. It is a former factory. The cavernous space is divided into little vignettes, living rooms, dining rooms, cafes, dozens of them, all uniquely decorated. It's hard to describe the overall effect. All those boho, mid-century, modern, Mediterranean-style spaces, and you get to pick one and stay a while. You can order a small plate, and remember that's what the cool kids call a snack, to go with your wine. We enjoyed the brie plate with flights of red and white wines and had a delightful afternoon. You can also take advantage of the Mills Drive-In Theater on Friday and Saturday nights during the summer. Wine lovers, decor mavens, history buffs, if you're traveling through the Dalles, make sure to make a stop at the Sunshine Mill Artisan Plaza. By the way, you can find all the links and details that we mention in this episode on our website at jauntyeverywhere.com forward slash podcast. Let's start our whirlwind tour of the craft breweries that call the Hood River Columbia Gorge area home. We're going to start our tour at the West End coming from Portland with the stunning views at Thunder Island. We'll then journey through the heart of Hood River, which some say is the hub of Pacific Northwest brewing creativity. 
As we continue east, we'll reach the Dalles. Then it's across the river, hopping over to Highway 14 and a little further east. We'll wind our way back west along Highway 14, visiting three more breweries on our way toward Vancouver. Here's my public service message. You could not comfortably visit all these breweries in one day. Although I fashion this episode as a tour of sorts, it's really meant to be the tour of a lifetime, not a weekend. No beer, no matter how delicious, is worth the risk of drinking and driving. On to Thunder Island. Thunder Island is in Cascade Locks, Oregon. It's an experience. The outdoor deck, views of the Columbia River and the Bridge of the Gods, along with the grassy event area, is where beer meets the outdoors. The founders are outdoor enthusiasts, and you can see it in the building, the decor, and the property. Thunder Island is known for sourcing local ingredients and sustainability. We recommend the chili cheese fries and from the dessert section, the Holy Cannoli, which features Pacific Northwest Marion Berries. They also host trivia nights, open mic, and the occasional festival out on the lawn. Oddly, I'm not going to talk too much about the beer itself. When it comes to beer, I find tastes are so individual. If in doubt, I always get the taster tray. And just in case you don't know, breweries almost always offer a taster tray. They will bring you an array of four to six beers, a few ounces of each on a tray, usually four to six ounces each. The variations on this are limitless and very creative. Even if you don't see it on the menu, ask. You can probably get a taster tray. When we visit a brewery for the first time, we almost always go this route to get a sampling of the brewer's style. Every one of the 12 breweries has a very wide selection of beer styles. I don't meet many beers that I don't like, so if you want to hear from people that will wax poetic about tasting notes and the technique of every beer, visit the app Untapped. You'll find plenty of strong opinions there. Back to our brewery tour. Hood River itself is home to five breweries that you won't want to miss. Down on the waterfront, you'll find Frime and Ferment. Frime beer has always felt a little fancy to me. I think it's the bottles and label. They just look fancy. The brew house on Hood River waterfront is a big, bright space. We sat right next, I mean right next, to the stainless steel brewing tanks. We could touch them and watched as the staff cleaned the equipment. Combined with the big tables and outdoor seating, it feels quintessentially Northwest, like industrial warehouse meets artisan furniture. It's really beautiful. The food definitely falls into the pub category, but it has a little bit extra. They've really taken care to pair the food offerings with the beer. I don't often see smoked trout appetizer and lamb stroganoff at a brew pub. My go-to at Frime is the mussels and fries. I would have a hard time picking a favorite from the 12 breweries on this list, but if you pressed me, fortunately, I will never have to make that choice. About a block away, Upper Story Ferment's extra elevation will give you a great view of all the action that's happening out on the river. This is the center hub of where the windsurfers, kiteboarders, and wing foilers, people who wing foil, anyway, it's all fun to watch and you can see it from Ferment. The dining room has a slightly fancier modern feel than the other breweries of the gorge. In addition, the upper floor fireplace patio is a wonderful place to sit in the Adirondack chairs with friends. Ferment is known in the craft brew world for innovation and the sheer love of fermenting. Proven by their selection of kombucha in addition to beer. 
I love their branding. The can and bottle labels are perfect. We highly recommend the Reuben Sandwich. One of the original pioneers of the craft beer scene in the Pacific Northwest is Full Sail. It's like the grandpa of the craft beer scene, and I mean that in the best way. Full Sail's success has made their beer widely distributed, and it's much larger than the other breweries on this list. Something unique about Full Sail, especially for a large brewery, is that it's employee-owned. Fun fact! The brew house and tasting room sit up above the river on the bluff, so once again, it's all about that view. You can't beat the location. The menu is unapologetically simple. If it's a cheeseburger, they just call it a cheeseburger. You will get a great burger and fries here. In the heart of the historic downtown area, you'll find Double Mountain Brewery and Cidery. It's a cozy wood wrap space you can walk to while you're exploring all the shops in downtown Hood River. It's a lively place and they often host live music and events. Double Mountain serves delicious pizza because pizza and beer, very good pizza and very good beer. Along with their classic pizza combos, Double Mountain changes up the menu with seasonal special pizzas. Lately, they've had the spring chicken, a double bacon cheeseburger pie, and the Cadillac carnivore. And P.S., they also brew ginger ale and root beer in-house. Also in Hood River is Working Hands. One look at the building and you know that you're in for some fun. And Working Hands seems to always be hosting something. Trivia nights, fun runs, hot dog eating contests, music bingo, and this is a first for me, science meetups. I have to read you the description. Monthly all-ages science meetup in your neighborhood, where researchers share casual discussions of the latest happenings in their fields. Come check out what's new in science and meet other enthusiasts, students, and researchers. No prior knowledge required. This could be where you find your people. They feature four carefully created beers and a changing menu of cider. Recently, Working Hands brought in a chef to create an upscale pub fair menu. The menu hasn't been added to the website at the moment, and as soon as I know, I'll update the link in the show notes. About 23 minutes south of Hood River is Solera Brewery. If it's a clear day, you will be rewarded for getting off the beaten path with an amazing view of Mount Hood. The menu is pure comfort food, and they're well known for their huge bean and cheese burrito. That's its name, huge bean and cheese burrito. I think you should take a close look at the adult grilled cheese myself. Solera makes small batch beer, meaning the tap list will always change. They only have one year-round beer, the Hedonist IPA. Solera also does a lot of experimenting with barrel aging, so watch for those special releases. They don't last long. Weekends usually feature live music, either inside the pub or on the outside stage. Another thing to note, in November, Solera hosts the Chanterelles and Ale Celebration, where beer makers of wild beers and chef makers of dishes with wild mushrooms come together. This is Oregon. Back on I-84, we come to the Dalles. Freebridge is a unique brew pub space. When you approach the building on a nice day, they'll probably have outdoor seating like right next to the loading dock, or you can go inside and it feels like you're trespassing into a work zone, which you are because that's where the magic happens, and up the industrial stairs and into a cozy dining room. In case you misunderstood, I'm saying that this is wonderful and part of their charm. The pub food has a kind of an Italian flair. There's more than one menu item that features meatballs. Be sure to take a look at the molasses stout chili. 
cross the Dalles Bridge and go east to Dwinell, Country Ales. You'll turn off Highway 14 to Highway 97. It's about a 38-minute drive from the bridge to the brewery. Full disclosure, I haven't been there yet. They were on hiatus for a good while and just recently reopened the tasting room. From the photos, it's beautiful. Wood barrels, murals, a sunny patio. So why take the detour? Wild fermentation. That's why it's on my as-soon-as-I-can list. Dwinell makes rustic farmhouse beer and naturally fermented ciders. They're also working on wine. Everything is carefully locally sourced, to the point that if you go to their website, you'll see the farm, sometimes even the farmer, that they buy the produce from. I will link to an interview from the founder of Dwinell on Oregon Live so you can learn more about their process. As we continue our brewery hop, we're back on Highway 14, heading west toward Vancouver. There are three breweries tucked into this beautiful scenic drive that you won't want to miss. Everybody's Brewing in White Salmon. White Salmon itself is a charming little town that's worth a stop. Everybody's Branding is Beer for Everybody. The tap room is designed to feel unpretentious and welcoming. The brews are named things like Country Boy, Early Riser, Local Lager, Old Soul, and Copilot. The label of Copilot is a dog hanging out of the window of a pickup, so you get the idea. They also serve well-loved pub food. The menu has a nice variety. One of their specialties is burritos on house-made tortillas. I also appreciate the kids' menu with a -a build-a-plate option. Kids can pick and choose from a list of healthier food items like roasted sweet potatoes, hummus, carrot sticks, etc., This is a welcome addition to the usual chicken strips and mac and cheese on the kids' menu, but don't worry. They also have chicken strips and mac and cheese. And they host live music on Monday nights. So while many restaurants and pubs are closed on Monday nights in the Gorge, you have a place at everybody's. For full show notes with all the links and all Hood River-related blog posts, visit jauntyeverywhere.com forward slash podcast. Back on Highway 14, you come to Backwoods Brewing. Backwoods really leans into the wood part. The tasting room is in Carson, Washington, another charming town in the gorge that's worth a visit. The tap room is beautiful, with artisan wood shelving, wood taps, and gorgeous wood tables. It's a treat for the senses. They make a lot of beers, the full spectrum from light to dark. There's something for everyone. The menu has a variety of pub fare, but the standout is the pizza and the smokehouse meats. An interesting side note, Backwoods is in the process of adding eight cabins for rent, and I am going to have to try one and report back. Up the roadaways, Walking Man Brewing is right off the highway in Stevenson. Walking Man has a neighborhood hangout vibe. It's cozy and intimate inside. I think it has an Irish pub feel myself, which is a different look than many of the breweries in the gorge. The patio is a favorite. It's tucked into the hill with a lot of shrubs and trees around it, so even though you're right off the highway, it feels like a little oasis. It's burgers, sandwiches, and pizza. You can't go wrong with any of it. We've always walked away happy. Walking Man has 10 taps, and if you want the full Walking Man experience, ask for a taster tray of all 10 beers. If you've been enjoying our travel content, why not spread the joy? Tell a travel-loving friend about our show. Share the love of Pacific Northwest travel with someone that will appreciate what a good friend you are. All right, travel fans, it's time for our travel tip of the week. This is a fun one. Have you ever heard of ale trails or a tourist passport? 
I'm not talking about our official government-issued passports with the worst picture of us ever. These passports are put out by towns, local businesses, or organizations. They're basically fun-filled guides that will lead you to quirky boutiques, parks, bookstores, or a growing brewery scene. Completing a passport will sometimes nab you some swag or big discounts. The best part, these passports aren't even about the destination. They're all about the journey. Each stamp or punch you collect is a story of an adventure in your travel scrapbook. And let's be honest, for those of us that love a checklist, it may sound silly, but there's a real satisfaction in getting that gold star. Like going to a brew pub was a big accomplishment in the day. In the next episode, we're going to what I call the Forgotten Sister City. With Portland 10 minutes away, Vancouver, Washington doesn't get a lot of love in travel circles. I'm going to try to convince you that it's the perfect home base for a trip to the Pacific Northwest. Talk to you next week. Bye! Bye!